Hey everyone, and welcome back. Taylor here. Season 2 was nuts, wasn't it? And now, we are taking a little break to refresh ourselves and work on Season 3, most importantly. But, we have been working on a very fun little side project that we are going to start releasing over the break. So, we are not completely absent this winter and spring. Basically, what happened was, Andrew came up to me and did that thing where DMs say, Hey, boy, you should try DMing a campaign. I think you'd be good at it. And so he begged me to run a campaign so that he could be a player instead of a DM. And I said, sure, I'll do it. I'll do it. And I sat down and I started writing some material for a small homebrew campaign that I have taken to calling Pirate's Peak. The whole story is set in Trayland and is all happening while your beloved rowdy boys are across seas in the New Lands fighting crime and the forces of evil, specifically six days after they have set sail on the Naked Lady. What you are about to hear was a ton of fun, and I got to play a whale of a short campaign with my friends, Andrew Palmer as half-orc ranger named Janessa, Jenna Altstadt as a wood elf druid named Kara Selvi, and Micah Wright, not Micah Jordan, as wood elf monk named Silent. And it should be mentioned that while we played a wonderful game full of adventure, what you are about to hear is literally my first time DMing anything. I've literally never done it until we hit record for this campaign, so please, 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 please go easy on me. And if you are a stickler for the rules, then I'm sorry, but prepare to hear some sweet, beautiful chaos, because this stuff is wild and all over the place. Oh, man. Without further ado, and now, please enjoy episode one of Pirate's Peak. Trayland is made up of three main bodies of land. To the east, standing alone, is Kinsdale, the land of royalty. To the southwest of Kinsdale lies Sutland, home to the dwarves. The island directly north of Sutland, Norholm, is populated by vast forests. Here lies the Order of Thesla's Abbey of the Eights and a handful of elven tribes. Norholm is where our story begins. The weather is cooling off and has already begun to transition into autumn. All throughout Trayland, various different cities and cultures are celebrating harvest all with their own tales of history and victorious battles. Some even tell tales of the martyrdom of Thesla, who was burned at the stake for his progressive philosophies. It has been six days since Lord Protector Alistair and Lady Reyna have set sail for the New Lands accompanied by a few leaders from the High Council, and four hand-selected, skilled, and rather rambunctious individuals. Nice. <laughs> Here in the northern part of Norholm, deep in the forest, lives the Sandwood tribe, a tribe of wood elves considered to be great fighters who value the glory and honor of battle, while also maintaining the magical beauty of peace and growth. Today is the first day of the Restoration Festival. Every year around harvest time, the Sandwood tribe make their way to the northeastern shores of Norholm to one of the first fishing villages in the land called Sinieth. It is here that Chief Elsafar of the Sandalwood tribe finished his long mission to restore the Sandalwood forest, after High Lord Victor and his vast armies set flame to all the forest during the War of the Three over 1300 years ago. The buildings are not as plentiful here in Senioth, but there are a few tall stone built inns around the docks and a 200-foot stone tower covered in green vines right on the shore. Also near the docks, 
are a group of what appears to be a village specifically meant for the fishing folk in Siniath. As many people are just arriving on the horse-drawn carriages full of belongings and wares for sale, the road into the city is overpopulated with tents and temporary structures to shelter all who are attending this festival. As people are trickling in little by little, one figure makes their way down the road toward the city. It is a rather stocky-looking elfman wearing an earth-toned jacket and a hemp kilt held together with green vines stitching around the waist. His weapon is plainly visible, and many people begin to stop what they are doing and whisper to one another. These civilians aren't concerned so much with the weapon, but rather with the fact that most of them recognize this elf, not by first name or anything, but by the unique color of his skin and long braided hair, because his hair is blue. Or is it green? It's a mixture of the two, actually. Almost as if his long hair was made up of a patinaed copper with more earthy shades of color close to his scalp. This is a trait known to belong to only one family, the Zillikir clan, a clan of exceptional fighters. His bronze-toned skin glimmers with a bit of sweat in the evening sunlight. As he gets closer to the square, a voice calls out to him. If it isn't Silen, the lost Zillikir himself. You look up to see Chiefess Lunessa approach with two sandalwood guards. How are you today? Very well, Chiefess. I see you have made it with no problems. No trouble along the way. Only trouble in my heart. Well, that's fantastic. How did you get here? I see you walking, but you didn't bring any horses or... No need. I'm strong enough for the journey. I see. Well, it is wonderful to have you. I have made very, very, well, what one would say, secretive plans to have you here. And I actually have a mission set up for you. And as you're kind of talking, you kind of look over and you see a little boy. Not a little boy, a 19-year-old boy with black hair. And he's running back and forth to different people. And he's just kind of panicking. And he's just like, where's my bird? Have you seen my bird? My black bird. Have you seen him? He's got a white stripe on his neck. What about you? He runs to another guy. He responds with different different things, just trying to find his bird. Apparently, his bird has gone missing. Cameron, I have to find Cameron. Where is he? She shakes her head. Poor thing. He has only been here a week, and he seems to have lost his bird already. Of course, it seems like we've been getting more and more reports of the such. Hmm. It doesn't matter. I'm sure it'll turn up one way or another. Anyway, I have business for you here. And I wasn't able to specify that business in my message, but I would like for you to meet with a captain of mine by the Corner Tavern. It isn't far from a leatherwork stand. You'll see all the tables outside. It's kind of close to the stage where we are holding our opening ceremonies. Make your way over there after the ceremony. Absolutely. I'll head that way. Fantastic. Is there anything you'd like to do right now? I'd kind of want to look around and see if I can see that bird, if it's sure. flown off anywhere. Yeah, look around. Give me a perception check. 25. Dang. 25. So you actually don't see any birds. There are no birds around. And actually, you kind of think back on your trip in, and you don't remember seeing many birds on the way in. Even through the forest, you even passed through the city of Sandalwood on your way to Sineath. Mm-hmm. And the whole trip down, you haven't seen many birds at all. It's very peculiar. It is peculiar. Is there anything else you'd want to do? So there's a market next to the leatherwork shop, and then there's vendors all around. You can get any kind of food. So this is the town. Oh, perfect. <clears throat> Give me that back. <laughs> <laughs> there's not much there. There's just vendors there. They're selling food, any kind of that, any kind of food you might would want. You also, can, did you, can... you roll an 18 for your first roll? Yes. That's perfect. <laughs> yes. Let's get That's this amazing. adventure going. But anyway, you th- and then talking uh, about. there's a leatherwork shop, and then there's a, a market for just regular wares, a, kind of more of a smith shop next to that. And I'd go by the market since we're close. Okay. Since we're close uh, by the bay, I'd like to see if I could pick up some dried fish and some nuts some dried fish and nuts okay mm. you head over to the market and you visit the the shopkeeper there and he just perks up and he says oh hello welcome 
How are you? Doing very well. Um, mm-hmm. What can I help you with today? I'm looking for some fish. Um, I'm going to be journeying for a while, so it needs to be dried. That way it can uh, stay for a long time. Dried fish. Hmm. Let me see what I have. I actually don't know if we have any dried fish, but I can take a look in the back. Uh, give while me one moment. And he while goes you're back. checking, would you see about uh, any nuts, walnuts, pecans? Specifically those, huh? Yes. I believe I can do that. One moment. And he's, he heads to the back and rummages around for a bit. And he comes back and he doesn't have much, but he does have a dried trout, at least one, and a couple of pecans. Fantastic. And so he's going to try to barter with you. And he's going to say, this is actually very rare that I've come across this. I didn't actually think I had any. That'll be about two gold, please. Two gold. That's some good fish. <laughs> Looking at this fish, um, it's got how, a, how large is it? It's got a layer it's, of gold on top. <laughs> it's actually pretty large. So this fish is actually probably as about as big as your forearm. Dang. Okay, that's worth it. You're gonna want to buy that. <laughs> it's just know, one. It's just one dried fillet. Uh, are we talking like Popeye forearms, or are we talking like middle schooler forearms? Uh, Neither normal forearms. <laughs> so a normal forearms. Yeah. Those, Those are the only two choices. That's the spectrum that I'm setting. I'm wondering where on the spectrum this trout lays. Oh mm-hmm. And so yeah, it's it's just a normal forearm. It's it's, it's just about. <laughs> <laughs> it looks like a forearm, even. I it's got the same say, shape. Listeners are only going to be picturing a dried forearm from here on yeah. out. Yeah. Please add dried, delicious. Yeah, dried, dried forearm to your inventory, please. Just a corpse that's washed up. <laughs> He's trying to sell it off as trout. <laughs> Give me an investigation check on it. Yeah. And you said uh, a handful of pecans? Mm-hmm. About, about probably seven or eight pecans. That's how many I eat in like... Yeah, the first handful. Uh-huh. I'd say that's uh, that's not much in the way of nuts. How about a gold? A gold. Well, I thought you said eight gold. I was like, whoa, <laughs> a gold and six silver. Deal. He didn't think he was going to get that. So he, when he gets the gold, he he's like. Oh my god! I, I did it. <laughs> yeah. And he pockets it and he hands you the items and he's like, "This, have a good day." <laughs> you can tell this might have been his third sale of the day wow. because he hasn't been there very long at all. You get those items very good. Is there anything else you would like to do while you're in the city? That'll be it for now. Mm-hmm. Uh... You know that you're supposed to meet over by. So next to yes. you, a little farther down, there are some tables that are set outside of a tavern, and uh, that's where you're supposed to be meeting. And you can go over there and hang out, or you can go somewhere else, whatever you want to do. Yes. Uh, now that I, I've got the uh, yeah, a little bit of food that I was looking for, I'll head towards the <laughs> tavern. <laughs> totally. And so that was the market. You can go to a food vendor and buy some, like, real food if you want. Like, it doesn't matter. <laughs> Are you making fun of his taste in dried uh, trout? No, hey, <clears throat> people like what they like. Some real um, food. Gosh. Great. And you know that the ceremony is going to be starting pretty soon in the mm-hmm. next 30 minutes or so. So the opening ceremony is right on the verge. Even though I'm supposed to keep it, I haven't had it in such a long time. So I'll just start to eat a bit of the trout and make my way towards the ceremony. Chow down. Okay. Just yeah. Eat it raw. Absolutely. <laughs> I mean, that's a gold's worth of trout. Yeah. So savor it. <laughs> <laughs> Slowly lick the it. vendors in Sineath. Gosh. Hey, this is a festival. So yeah, that's true. Yeah. Oh, yeah. If you think of on. any amusement park, <laughs> the theme food, park yeah. prices. Yeah. <laughs> These people true. are ramping up the price. Three dollars right. for my PBR. Yeah, y'all are trapped here for three days. <laughs> that's Should true. Have brought supplies in. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> or put them in hidey holes. Hidey holes. Mm. Hidey holes. <laughs> Maybe. Listener, Not all of I us can it. have hidey holes. Yeah. <laughs> Not all of us have nature's pocket. Mm-hmm. I mean, two wink, or three. Wink. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just hype dancing in the background for this festival. I'm yeah. excited. Sheep <laughs> hype yeah. dancing. <laughs> That's just, it. Do you have armor on? Is it like clank, clank, clank? No. Shaka, 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 shaka. I don't know. Maybe you should uh, check out the leather stand and see if I do have any. Oh, the one that on. says Janessa's leather stand. <laughs> yeah, I'm not. I'm not. Uh, I'm not trying to hide anything. I wonder how find that. I thought about going over there, and I was like, Ugh. "You're like, is this metagaming just to be able to meet Janessa?" Maybe don't. you have a map. 
It all depends on your own desires as a character. So depends on if you wanted some armor or not. Maybe you did. I don't know. Yeah. Okay. As a monk, that would be a no. Because <laughs> <laughs> they like to be nakey. Kara Selvi. Many people have been gathering here and setting up shops over the last week, and tonight is the very first night of the Restoration Festival. On the shoreline, a hundred feet off the beach of Sineath, a large stage has been built with a long canvas curtain backdrop. In the middle of the backdrop is a massive image of a green sandalwood leaf in front of an upside-down triangle, the widely recognized symbol of this particular elven tribe. Crowds are now gathering around the stage, all chatting amongst themselves. The turnout this year has been quite a large one, as many from other cities in Trayland have come to visit for the festivities, and some to appease their own curiosity of the happenings in the sandalwood forest. As the sun is setting, vibrant pinks and shades of blue streak the sky directly overhead. But closer to the horizon on the sea, clouds are beginning to form, as darkness appears to be swallowing the sun little by little. A few flashes of light flicker in the clouds, as rumble begins to roll out from over the sea in toward the shoreline. Everyone begins to quiet down, and everyone notices the line of sandalwood druids begin to climb the stairs of the sage and spread out in a line from one end to the other, each of them wearing ceremonial green silk tunics and pants with jade-draping sashes around the waist. They all stand with a serene pose as a blonde wood elf woman in jade and leather armor takes the stage accompanied by two soldiers of the sandalwood militia. Everyone immediately recognizes this woman as Chiefess Lunessa, the strong and dangerously intelligent leader of the Sandalwood tribe. She takes in the fall air for a moment. She exhales and begins to speak. My fellow tribe folk, my blood, and to all you travelers of Trayland, welcome. It is with humble gratitude and open arms that we accept you here tonight as one of our own. The festivities will be joyous, and the food and merriment are plentiful. But we are not here to merely indulge ourselves in the pleasures of our own selfish whims, but instead to connect with one another spiritually, and to reattune ourselves with the magical bond between our own spirits and the spirits of the forest. For it is the spirits that guide us each and every day. It is the spirits that steer our hearts, and it is the spirits that focus our skills in battle with honor. But more is happening here as we gather to honor the great efforts of Elsifar the Horse Lord. His compassion for his land and his people will be remembered for all of eternity, for going through unbelievable lengths to devote his remaining lifetime to restoring what was lost so long ago, the forest we call home. In fact, it was right here on this very coast where Elsafar planted the last sapling to finish his long journey of repopulating the forests of Norholm, after risking everything to halt the putrid efforts of Victor in the time before peace. So today, we honor Elsafar's legacy by performing the ceremonial planting of the first sapling this season. As you already know, or if you are visiting for the first time, the honor of planting the first sapling is usually given to our reigning champion. But alas, this year our new champion, Aya Synthorn, has been called away on official business in the New Lands of Estonia, as King Aston has proclaimed it to be. In his stead, I have the great pleasure of giving this honor to one of the most kind-hearted elves this world has any hope to provide. Kara Selvi, will you please bring forth the sapling you have chosen? A tall, sturdy elf woman with short, dark, curly hair and tan copper skin strides up the steps wearing dark colors and holding a tree sapling. She has a calm and friendly expression on her face, but keeps looking off to different sections of the crowd as if her focus might be occupied by more than a handful of thoughts. Just, I'm... I'm walking up to the stage or I'm walking mm -hmm. up to her? So you're at the top of the stage now mm -hmm. and you're holding a sapling. What sapling have you chosen? I have a cypress sapling. A cypress. Mm -hmm. Beautiful. Mm -hmm. And so basically she's kind of motioning for you to come forward okay. to the center of the stage. Mm -hmm. So I'm going up to talk to her. Mm -hmm. Okay. 
Um, I'll say greetings, Lunessa. Greetings. Welcome. Basically, she just kind of like passes you by. This is the ceremony and she's going to usher you to the center of the stage. Mm -hmm. And so when you get to the center of the stage, right up to the edge of the stage, there is a basin sitting there about five feet in diameter full of soil. To the right, there's a trowel sitting on the ground. And to the left, there's a bucket of water. I'm just showing a picture of a cypress right now so we can kind of picture this. Oh, nice. I know what it looks well, like. I know you know. I just have never heard of that tree. And I want to oh, get a good... they grow in California, where I'm from. I know. I saw Santa um... Cruz and I'm like, of course. I just, <laughs> I just thought Cypress Hill. <laughs> They're also, fun fact, they're one of the most resistant trees to fire. <gasps> really? Mm-hmm. Wow. Oh, that is so cool. <laughs> That's oh. awesome. What Being from choice. California. Yeah. <laughs> this is a very real story for you. <laughs> no. Well, yes. Okay. Well, I bring my uh, cypress sapling forward. I kind of, you know, nod to Lunessa and bring it forward and um, use the trowel and plant it. Mm, awesome. I tenderly put it into the moist soil. <laughs> I'm going to make a hole here, pour some water around it. <laughs> And just shove all those roots down in there. Mm-hmm. No, obviously I have a lot of, like, cypress is important to my family line. So right. I uh, have chosen it specifically um, because Cara Selvi actually means type of cypress tree. Oh, beautiful. Yes. That is so beautiful. Um, so it's important to my family line. It's very important for me personally. So I've chosen it. So it's kind of like I've chosen this. I found it myself in the woods and I brought it with me. I've traveled with it. And so, I, yeah, I very tenderly put it into the um, plant it into the basin. Yes. Mm-hmm. You spent a lot of time with this sapling and mm-hmm. you've carried it a long way. Yeah. I talked to it sometimes. You got word of this from <laughs> quite a distance and mm-hmm. you picked out a sapling and yeah. you, you bagged it up and brought it all the way to Senegal. Mm-hmm. It's been riding on top impressive. of my, uh, horse, my pony. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah. So as you finish planting the sapling in the soil and stand up again, the sandalwood druids behind you all begin chanting in a hushed voice. All their voices combined in a whisper that sounds almost identical to the swishing of leaves in the forest. As they continue their chants, each of their hands begin to glow with a green aura that flashes a bit of cyan every now and then. A few moments pass, and the light from each of the druids' palms separate themselves from their hands into perfect orbs floating in the air in a line in front of them. The orbs begin to, all in a line, curl inward until all of them are positioned in a circle traveling the same path slowly like a carousel. The crowd marvels at the sight. Some clap, some cheer. They are all stunned. The green and cyan orbs, all in unison, still circulating around, hover over to where you are standing, Cara Selvi. And as you reach out a hand... They seem to respond with your movements as if following your command. You reach your hand out, and these orbs just seem to just hover directly over to your hand, Mm -hmm. and they just start to rest as they're still circulating in the air in your open palm. Okay, so I bring my hand out um, over the spell, and I kind of like pick it up from the air, and I bring it over my little cypress sapling baby. Beautiful. As you bring it over to the top of the plant... You hover this, these orbs, they're spinning over the plant, and you pull your hand back. And as soon as you pull your hand back from the ring of orbs, they continue to travel in a circle but seem to pick up speed, just enough to notice a significant change. And after a very short moment, the orbs descend down and bury themselves into the soil surrounding the sapling. You, the druids, Chiefess Lunessa, and the crowd watch in awe as the green aura from the orbs begins to travel up the stem of the sapling, growing even brighter. It moves up the stem, out to the branches, and then spreads into the leaves until the sapling is completely glowing from the inside out. The sapling twists around in a dance, kind of like in a circle, as if it's stretching its neck or spine. It raises its tiny branches and leaves as high as it can, and in an instant... It begins rapidly growing, stretching higher and higher and wider and wider. When it finally ceases, before you stands a miraculously large plant, the same plant, still a sapling, but much, much fuller and healthy of a being. 
one that now has all the confidence to survive the coming fall of the changing winter. The crowd begins to cheer as Lanessa takes your hand, and you both bow to the audience. <laughs> I'm like, my baby. <laughs> Screwing up so fast. <laughs> Literally so fast. <laughs> so as you begin to take your leave off the stage, Lanessa kind of stops you. And she uh, she kind of pulls you to the side of the stage, down on the ground, and she just kind of says, Cara Selvi, a, a moment, please. What is it, Lanessa? <laughs> <laughs> How have you been? So she just kind of like looks around and she she hasn't seen you in a very long time. And, and she she says, I have been quite well. As you can see, I have made a name for myself here in the Sandalwood tribe. And I don't know when the last time you've seen her was. I, I imagine you've seen her kind of recently. Off but and on. It's probably been a long time. Yeah. It's been a little bit. And so she's been the Sandalwood tribe for a while now. Mm -hmm. So this is no surprise to you that she is of great high power. And I've probably heard about it because I, I travel around, but I stay in the area. Kind yeah, you of. keep, you keep yeah. tabs on, yeah. on the Sandalwood. And she says, just the normal business of being the chiefess here. We take care of our horses. We are in a time of peace, so things are pretty quiet. I'm so glad that everything's going well. I'm so glad you've been been good. So she hears the sarcasm in your voice and she kind of squints her eyes and she she doesn't look happy. She looks like she doesn't know if you're being serious or she can't tell how you truly feel, if everything is fine or not. And she's just like, uh-huh. Well, I'm sure you've been enjoying yourselves out in the forest. You and your horse? Yes, Carrots has been so well. Thank you for asking. She's very happy. You know, her coat's doing very well. Um, you know, and, and you look so well, Lunessa. She kind of like, her eyes flutter at this. She she didn't expect that to come from you. And she she's like, oh, well, um, thank you. That That is very kind of you to say. Um, I didn't see you come in with your horse. Where did your horse go no well you know carrots gets a little nervous around other you know crowds and animals so mm -hmm. you know carrots is you know in in the woods just you know she's she's in the woods know, yes yes she's not in she's near the village but not you know we have some stables over at the front of the city if you want to oh no 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 carrots uh you know she's a a single you know child horse and Ah, she, she, <laughs> a single child horse. Yes. I understand completely. She comes from a one-horse household. Right, yes, um, one-horse house. I, she can I only carry that. one child at a time. Yes. Being you. Yes. Um, no, so I, I, she doesn't get along with other um, horses, per se. Uh -huh. Yeah, she, right. she's good on her own, you know. she. I, I caught her as a wild horse, so not caught her, she caught me. <laughs> um <laughs> We found each other. Um, but yeah, she's fine on her own. Okay, well, I'm I'm happy to hear it. I I have been good, obviously. Things have been okay. Um, she doesn't know how to really talk to you right now. Seeing you is like something she has been looking forward to, but also something she's been kind of nervous about. And so she kind of shakes herself and she says... Well, anyway, I um, I actually have a bit of business that I would like to run by you. I have a captain of mine, a captain of one of my squadrons, and she has an assignment that she has brought to my attention, and it's something that she holds personally, and I've grown interest over the past couple of months. Anyway, she asked me if I knew of any druids that might be able to help her in her mission. I think that you have the skill of what it takes. The trust I have in you is far greater than most druids in this tribe. I know we seem to be seeing each other less and less, but I was asked to find one, and you were the first one that came to my mind. So I'm like obviously flattered, but I'm kind of like nervous about it. So I say, 
Lanessa, thank you so much for thinking about me. I really appreciate it. You know, I don't know if I'm the best for this, but I'll definitely, you know, I'm, I'm here to help. Um, I realize I haven't seen you in a while and, uh, you know, anything I can do while I'm here, I'll be happy to do it. And I kind of put my hand on her shoulder and kind of like give her a little, a little pat. So as your hand grazes her shoulder, she tenses up a little bit, but then she just kind of relaxes and a smile comes across her face. She is very happy that you did it. And she says, I have other things to attend to, but it is very good to see you. I hope when you are done with this, we can talk for a little longer. And she makes her way off with three or four guards back to her tent. And I'm like, okay, bye, Vanessa. Um, <laughs> and I wander off, kind of like, you know, wandering around the camp. Um, I go over to uh, the woods to check on Carrots to see how she's doing, because I'm worried that the crowds upset her. So you come up to the tree line, and you're looking for Carrots, and you hear a bit of noise, and you look over, and she is kind of dangerously approaching a beehive. <laughs> And you don't know if she knows to stay away from that or not, but she's getting a little too close. So I'm like, oh my goodness, carrots. No. <laughs> and she doesn't hear you. <laughs> um, yeah, so I just, I, I do that thing where you put two fingers in your mouth and you like whistle really loud. Go ahead and do that. Yeah. As she I like, can't do yeah. that. <laughs> yeah. This carrots, is my character. It's a lifelong dream for me. As this orange horse just kind of raises its head a little higher, <laughs> she hears your whistle and she whips around and she she grows very very excited <laughs> to see you and she prances over and she's like shaking her head and just <laughs> and she nestles up against you. Oh, and I'm like carrots. Um, and I, I'm so happy because I realized that Carrots hasn't been this happy in a long time because usually Carrots is kind of grumpy um, and I'm usually the morning person and Carrots is like, oh my gosh, <laughs> it's the morning, I hate it. Um, so I'm, I've just noticed that Carrots is, you know, seems really at peace here. Fantastic. Mm -hmm. she and I is. Get, Yeah, I give her a carrot um, oh. as a treat because... Her name is Carrots, and she likes carrots. Um, You're like, you you want a carrot? And yeah. She's like, I am carrots. Yeah, and she's like, did it? Fuck it. Do you not know me anymore? She somehow snaps her yeah. hooves. She like <laughs> waves her mane back. She puts snap, her snap. hooves upon her hip. Yes. Oh, man. Can yeah. I play carrots? And then, <laughs> Just making all the noise. Uh, carrots with yeah. a K? Yeah. Yeah. Can you carrots do a Winnie? A <laughs> Can you do a sassy Winnie? <laughs> Wow, that was really winning. sassy. Yeah. Give me them carrots. Um, all right. I don't like that voice. Um, <laughs> I don't think anyone does. I don't think I liked it. Carrots didn't like it. She told me. Oh, okay. All right. <laughs> she texted me. Um, yeah, so I give her, and I'm like, carrots, stay away from those bees. <laughs> and then I kind of wander over um, and make my way to the tables. I kind of like really slowly kind of make my way. I get distracted by okay. um, looking at the sky and like looking at different things. So. You're good. So mm -hmm. you, you say goodbye to carrots and you just tell her to be good. Mm -hmm. Head off into the woods and just be your merry self. Yeah. I'm glad to see you're so happy. And you turn and you make your way back to the city. Janessa, the festivities are really kicking off now. The crowd is still marveling at the druid's performance, and now many of them are showing off with magical displays of light. The sun is finally starting to disappear over the horizon as great clouds are still gathering off in the distance. The brisk air is kind of picking up a bit as the temperature drops even more and some vendors begin erecting some canopies in case of rain. On the other side of the crowd... In between a weapons tent and the corner tavern, an impressively tall merchant woman is organizing her leatherworks into a better display for customers. The light is dimming in the area and many vendors are beginning to light torches for the outside of their establishments. This particular merchant woman wearing black leather and her black hair pulled back into two French braids notices this and decides it is time for her to do the same. She reaches for some torches she has in stock behind the front table and begins to strike some flint over it again and again. This torch seems it wants to be difficult. As she's doing this, a blonde elf man pushes through the crowd and makes his way over to the leatherworks tent. 
He reaches the front table and glances the merchant woman, bent over striking the flint, and begins examining a studded leather vest. He seems fascinated by the craftsmanship, and the look on his face changes to glee as he has apparently found quite the item. Without taking his eyes off the vest, he calls over to the merchant woman. Oh, well, what kind of leather is this? Um, <laughs> Janessa's been drinking her blackberry wine behind the uh, table and burps at the first approach of human or elven contact, trying to deal with the intensity of this massive crowd. Janessa's not very used to that. She goes, oh, uh, that is leather from... Uh, skins of an animal aha uh-huh. it's hardy um go go ahead he glances uh, over again and he's just like right well i'm what kind of animal i'm curious and he's and he's examining the the lacings of the the stitch work and he's just like marveling at the at the craftsmanship oh um go ahead and give me a survivor roll for the torch it's 14 14 perfect so you finally get it struck a flame oh thank god the torch lights and ignites, and you turn around to speak to the elf. The torchlight shines on your face, and your emerald eyes almost seem to glow with the light of the flames. He looks up and sees you as this six-foot-three black-haired half-orc woman, and is completely taken aback. In total shock, he just says, Oh, my! Oh! Oh! Wow! I know, the torch has been giving me such trouble. I'm glad that I got it working. Uh-huh. Um... Uh, you like the stitching, though, on the leather, or the leather work. I absolutely love the stitching. It's it's fine. It's it's better than anything I've ever seen from Kinsdale. You take pride in your work, do you? Yeah, it's um, I work really hard on it. His yes. eyes get really big. <laughs> he sees your facial features, and they are quite delicate, with the exception of two small tusks protruding from your bottom jaw. One of them encased in gold and gleaming in the firelight along with quite a few pieces of silver handmade jewelry. He sees the black paint over your eyes and he looks up and down at your black leather armor with shocks of pallid blue paint with silver chain inlay and says, My, my. Well, did it hurt? Uh, No, I mean, lighting a torch is usually pretty easy work no 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 i'm talking about when you fell off the vending cart because you my dear are a snack (laughs) are you promoting cannibalism (laughs) i'm not sure what you're Uh aha i'm sure and he goes to put out his hand on the table and he completely misses and he stumbles a bit and he's like oh oh i uh hmm." Well, huh. Janessa doesn't even try to, like, catch him or anything. <laughs> she just watches him fall and is like, the fuck? <laughs> and he just looks you up and down and he he kind of looks at your arms and how your biceps are just so well defined. And he just kind of ogles for a minute. So you like the work on my on my on my own armor he shakes his head he's like oh yeah yes you'll you'll find that i've put the same amount of effort into everything i craft here i mean you're not gonna find leather work like this anywhere near and you can (laughs) you can tell she's like trying to go off of a rehearsed uh (laughs) script that she has but it doesn't go over super well it cannot um yeah a simple 15 gold can protect you from the most dangerous of, say, owl bears or wolf <laughs> attacks. And owl the, bears, you at, say? This is fantastic. I I was assuming this would help a little bit, but that's quite the beast to stand up against. Yeah, leather watch armor. this, and I I get midnight to to stand up. This little um, <laughs> black dusk wolf, blackford dusk wolf with like yellow eyes and. She kind of like rouses her head and and I'm like, just just like we did, <laughs> just like we learned, just like we learned. And I put out my arm and midnight, like, should I do an animal handling for this? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> Take advantage because she's your best friend. 
That's 16 total. Okay. <laughs> That's good. Yeah, yeah. So she actually, Midnight, I guess, acts pretty well mm-hmm. in, like, attack, pretending to attack me. Like, this black wolf jumps up from behind <laughs> the the vending table. That's fantastic. Give me a performance check. Oh, oh, oh God. <laughs> oh, nice. I rolled a 17, and I don't 17, add anything to beautiful. it. Yeah. You perform so perfectly, and... <laughs> This blonde elf, he kind of like steps back a bit. He's like, whoa, 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 hold on, wait. No need to worry. No need to worry. Midnight, good girl. And I give her a quick piece of jerky and to, mm. as a snack. And he like, he's got his his scimitar kind of almost pulled out entirely. And he notices you feeding it, the, yeah. the animal. And he mm-hmm. just kind of, oh, okay. And he he puts the blade back where it's supposed to go. As you and- can see, um... The armor is very good. <laughs> That's fantastic. Look here, and I I give my uh like my forearm that doesn't look like trout at all. Your normal size. <laughs> <laughs> my normal, yeah, right in the middle of that spectrum of Popeye to middle schooler. Normal. Um, <laughs> and yeah, not even a mark is on the the leather, and I'm showing it off to him. Oh, that's fantastic! And so he he looks your arm up and down, and he just says, "This is a remarkable craftsmanship. I I am very impressed. How much did you say for this? I say I want this studded leather vest. Oh, the vest, a mere fifteen gold. A mere fifteen gold. Mm-hmm. That is quite the deal. I would not have expected that even a bit." The deal well, is made. I am here at Janessa's Leatherworks. Expect the unexpected. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> he can tell you have just not delivered this line well, even a little bit. And he just says, I'm going to come back here. <laughs> and he hands you the 15 gold and he, he takes his vest and he just like... He just like examines it up and down and he looks at you again and he kind of loses himself for a second as he like stares up into your eyes and he just like, his eyes get real wide and he almost gets dazed and as a smile comes on his Janessa's face. Janessa's just like staring at him and she starts kind of picking at her nose a little bit. <laughs> and he like, back at him. he frowns immediately and he's just like, oh, oh. And he, he fumbles the vest and he fumbles the vest and it hits the table and falls in the dirt. He's like, oh my, oh no, I've, I've. I've really messed up now. And he picks it up and he starts dusting it off. And I've got like a hanky ready for him. <laughs> he goes to grab it and he was, he saw you picking your nose and he just freezes. And he goes, no, I, I think I have it. Hold on. Okay. <laughs> and like Janessa blows her nose and like puts the hanky back. Yeah, keep that. That's fine. And he goes and he kind of whips it a few times to the side, getting all the dust off of it. And he brings it up a last time. And he, as he brings it up, he brings it down forcefully Onto Cara Selvi as she's passing by. <laughs> oh. Cara Selvi, give me a dexterity check. A dexterity save. Oh, that's armor, not a weapon. What are you doing with that? That's 22. That's perfect. So that's that's enough to pass. And what that does is you get slapped in the face with this piece of leather armor. <laughs> and it knocks, you, it knocks you to the side and you just kind of react however you react okay so i so it knocks me all right so i i it hits me in the face and i'm just like whoa for a couple minutes oh my i'm so sorry i'm so sorry are you okay I, I'm, I, I'm fine um uh, are you sure what i'm uh, yeah i what was where did that come from Janessa I, just I, watching I, wide-eyed and <laughs> begins to she goes down and like puts the gold in her pouch underneath her chair and is like oh my god midnight we did it we made a sale already and i'm like petting midnight and then coming back up to her or to watch how this plays out (laughs) yeah i'm just like it's okay i it's it's fine you didn't mean to i'm sure you meant me no harm i Um, am terribly sorry let me let me just let me clean you and he starts dusting you off and like like, dusting your shoulders and and i kind of like go back a little bit i'm like i'm good I'm good. You you go along. I'm totally fine. Oh, okay. Well. Yeah. Uh, I'm very very sorry, Miss. Mm-hmm. Um. Selvi, I'm. You know, I'm Selvi. so. I'm Selvi. It is so oh. nice to meet you. Selvi. What is your name? My name is Brex. Brex. Well, it is so nice to meet you. Um. Uh. Sorry to be hit by you. It um, is nice to meet you. You as well. experienced any harm i can give you a 
discount on any of my wares. Brex kind of leans in your ear and he says, mm -hmm. the deals here are very nice. If you want to take her up on that offer, and I Janessa's suggest just you like do kind it. of waving at you. <laughs> okay, I just look at Janessa like, what is she talking about? Because um, you speak really slow for me that I can't <laughs> listen that well. Um, <laughs> so I go to Brex and I'm like, well, thank you so much. Sure thing. Um, You're actually... Your name is Selvi. Yeah, yes. I am waiting for a Selvi. Oh, I well, that must be me. I oh. couldn't imagine any other Selvi. Mm -hmm. um, that's what, this uh, is fantastic. I, we have business cute. here in a minute. <laughs> what? What? I didn't. I kind of give. To I give Janessa a long look, and I'm like, anyway, Brett. <laughs> 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 yes, I'm. I, I I was told I was meeting someone here by Lunessa. Yes, it is I. I am here to meet with you. Of course, my uh my captain Keela had some meet her. She asked me to come and candidates for her next assignment. Oh yes, well you know Keela. I do. Yes, I'm oh. sorry, I didn't catch your name. Oh, Janessa, it's on the sign I painted right at your right by your knees. No, don't look up. Down. He looks up and he then hears you say knees and he looks down. He's, oh, oh. The whole thing's like stretched out like tanning leather and imprinted into it is Janessa's wears leather and <laughs> Janessa's leather stand. <laughs> <laughs> Not that complicated a name. Just what it is on, in what leather. What was the tagline? Where secrets happen. What was it? No, expect the unexpected. <laughs> oh. <laughs> expect the unexpected. That's just something she came Very up with. Very sexy tagline. Says, Janessa, that's fantastic. I'm supposed to meet with you as well. I, um, Keela told me I was to wait for you by the tables over there. Keela is um, a friend of mine, yes. Really? Well, mm -hmm. I wonder why I haven't seen you around. Have you been in the city long? I live south of here. Oh, okay. Well... I have the never been here. Probably. No, I've actually never been to this festival. There's a lot of people. There is. And it keeps growing year by year. So there's like more people now than even last year? Oh, my God. <laughs> yes, you could say that. Okay. That's fantastic. Um, it's very lovely to meet you both. I'm going to head over and would you like to accompany me to the table? Oh, are you going to the tavern then? Yes, I'm here to meet with you two specifically, and we're waiting on one more. I need some guards from Lunessa to watch over my wares. Oh, yes, yes, they are. And uh, he goes off and he talks to a guard standing by. The guard looks over and sees your stand, he says, and he just kind of nods, and he knows exactly what to do. He runs off and he grabs four other guards, and they come back and they stand post outside your, your uh, stand. Okay. Midnight, let's go. So I get midnight. Wait, dusk is wolf. midnight, what is, oh, midnight is a dusk wolf? Yeah, it's just okay. like a medium-sized wolf. She's probably 15 to 17 years old at this point. That's so old. she's getting up there. Oh, yeah. buddy. And Brex goes to kind of like, just kind of pet her. Just kind of. Oh, midnight growls for <gasps> her. He like rips his hand back and he's like, oh, I, oh. don't, um, dusk wolf. Midnight. Brex. Ah, uh, Brex. <laughs> Pleasure to meet you. And he does not extend his hand again. <laughs> yeah, you might want to just... Right. I will keep my hands to myself. And okay, I come let down, us go. I come down to midnight. I'm like, midnight Brex friend. Brex friend. <laughs> I'm just like praying. <laughs> <laughs> Brex is like, yeah. Oh, God. Okay. Uh, and please. so, yeah, Janessa with midnight follows Fantastic. you all to the tavern. The two of you follow Brex over to... As you're sitting there... Silen is sitting at the bar. Basically, anywhere that he can be sipping mead. Fantastic. So you've already got a mead, and you're already sitting at a table outside. Uh, Brex walks up. He has on his right a wood elf, and on his left a female half-orc. And they approach the table, and he sees Silen, and he sees your greenish-blue hair, and he knows exactly who you are. And walks directly over and says, ah, so we've made it. We're all here. This is fantastic. If you'll all give me one moment, I will be right back. And he heads inside and gives you guys a chance to talk amongst yourselves. Yeah, so I, I, I want to introduce myself to Janessa. So I turn around and go, Janessa, is that your name? 
um, Janessa like was walking to get into her seat. And mm-hmm. then when you turn around to, to say that she just kind of like jolts upright and you can tell for a second, she needs to calculate like, what do you do when you meet new people? Oh yeah. She puts out her hand to you, Janessa. And she smiles. Okay. And I take a couple beats and I'm like, yeah, I, I guess your name is Janessa. It's so good to meet you. And I shake her hand. Oh, okay. Yeah. She's yes. like super relieved when you finally <laughs> shake her hand. Yeah. And I'm like, I'm Selvi. It's so nice to meet I, you. Um, I saw you up there with the other druids. That was mm-hmm. um really beautiful. Thank you so much. I'm so glad it had an impact on you. There was bright lights and... Uh, the tree. There was a tree that you had in your hands. It was really great. Okay. I'm kind of staring at her wide-eyed like, uh-huh. And then she mentions the tree and I'm like, oh, yeah. And I get kind of softer and I'm like, yes, thank you so much. It's it's a cypress tree. Um, It's, it's you know, one of my favorites. <laughs> That's great. There's mostly maple down by the Willow Tribe where my cabin is, but it's great to see all the different kinds of trees up here. Yes, we do have a lot of biodiversity in these woods. Um, I, you live near here. I, I haven't ever come across paths with you. Janessa's like realizing she just said where she lives. And she's <laughs> like, <clears throat> yeah, I live close by. It's great. I love being in Noel home. It's great. Um, is Keela here? Okay, so yes, I sense like that she obviously has a lot of stuff going on emotionally and it makes me uncomfortable. So I turn to um, Silen and I'm like, oh, and I, I'm so sorry. I, I didn't introduce myself to you. What, what was your name? I'm Silen. I've just been watching you the whole time. Oh, well, <laughs> this that's would not be creepy. easier if you guys were drinking. <laughs> As well. you say that, Brex comes out with a giant platter, and on the platter is yes. four drinks, Janessa's and there are large so mugs, and he sits it on the table. He says, well, do you know anybody now? You've all met? Is everything going on? Oh, my goodness. Yes. 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 It's, um, uh, yes. They're so sweet. Oh I just met God. both of them. This um, is he midnight. hears you, and he doesn't sound like... He doesn't think you're being sincere, and he's like, well, okay. Yes, yes, yes. Uh, Silent Selby, Selby Janessa, Silent Janessa. Midnight. Mm-hmm. Fantastic. Well. Okay. Oh, midnight. Yeah. And I kind of look, uh, Selby kind of goes over and You'll is like. You'll probably have to do an animal handle check. Yes. Well, no, I first asked Janessa, is it okay if I, if I uh, introduce myself to your. She's like shocked um, that anyone has even asked. And she kind of like looks slowly at midnight and midnight kind of slowly looks at her kind of like one eyebrow raised. <laughs> and I'm, I'm like, I nod at her. Okay. And so I guess, yeah, if there was any animal handling check, I guess she would take advantage. Yeah. Go ahead. With, with, uh, midnight's approval. 19. Oh yeah. So midnight actually warms up to you quite a bit you guys are rolling really well (laughs) yeah yeah and janessa's kind of thrown off at this as midnight usually just growls at whoever Mm -hmm. new meets her so janessa kind of like maybe relaxes a little bit knowing that Mm -hmm. midnight's uh connecting with you yeah selvi and i'm totally used to animals loving me so i just like you know scratch its butt yeah, like bit. with a 19, I guess like <laughs> she like midnight rolls over on her back like for you to scratch her belly and Janessa's yeah. just like, who are you? Yeah. <laughs> cool. And I'm just like, I love you. I love you. Well, drink up. And he slides the, the drinks over to all, all three of you. And Silent already has a drink, but he's yes. getting another. Absolutely. And we all. You double fisted? I absolutely am. Ah. Brex yes. raises his glass up and he says, ah. I am Brex, and I bring you drinks. <laughs> you I toast in quick succession, just click, click, click. <laughs> Fantastic. And everybody takes a long swig. Janessa just chugs half of her. <laughs> oh, wow. Half of her, that giant mug. I'm glad that I could have been able to meet with you. Obviously, you were expecting Keela, but she has been away. There is a big ordeal going on. Keela's been keeping most of it to herself this whole time, but she's filled me in on a little bit of it, and basically we found a map. This map 
happened to be something passed down from Keela's father, and she's been wearing it around her neck. Well, it wasn't too long ago that she found more pieces to this said map. Now, the map was in strips when we originally got it. It had been cut up into five strips, and Keela stitched it together with a mending spell, and the map, once it was mended back together, ended up rewriting itself. And it positioned an X with a circle around it, northwest of here. Keela wants a team to accompany her to the marker, but a few of us must stay here and guard the festival, as per tradition. You three will meet Keela to leave tonight, a few hours after dusk. Reason because we have received reports that there are actually some keen eyes that have made their way into town and are looking for the map. The day Keela mended the map, our top watchman in the Sandalwood discovered spies lurking around the area. After interrogating them, all they could get out was that they were working for an entity that somehow already knew the map existed. We are still looking into it. But basically, we've isolated a few things, and we've decided we are going to take care of it. And we need you guys to leave tonight, so that we can avoid any more watchful eyes under the shade of nightfall. This is not a problem for me. And you're used to traveling at night? Correct. Well, that's good. What about the rest of you? Sure. I'd be happy to, you know, I know all the roads around here very well. Uh, yeah, I'd be happy to help out and show everyone around. Okay, so he hears your words and he doesn't think you're being very sincere. <laughs> yeah, Janessa's just squinting at Selby the whole time like, I trust you, but I don't think I should trust you. Mm-hmm. I'm just and like smiling like, really big. Like, you, Hi, everyone. you seem very friendly and very approachable, but he's just kind of like... What is she hiding? <laughs> yeah. Northwest of here. Um, how far? We're meeting at the gates. They're not far from here. They're just right around the corner, actually. But that, yeah. the um, the marker seems to be about a few hours of a hike north okay. northwest from here. Fair enough. Mm-hmm. We're not exactly sure what we're going to find when we get there, but we need more hands so that we can fend off any threats along the way. I was going to say these forests are full of deep mystery. Well, that's right. Exactly. And so we wanted the best of the best. And apparently she put in a very good word for you. Yeah, Keela would not be joining us then? She will. I actually am staying to watch the Sandalwood, make sure everything's going fine. I'm gathering with my team later, but you three will be accompanying her at the gate. She said it would be just like a quick mission. Mm-hmm. Um, Correct. And yes. Because so, there's two more days left of the festival, and I have... A lot of wares to Oh, sell. absolutely. You'll be back by morning. Oh, perfect. Okay. Mm-hmm. Then I can help out. If it's for Keela, then I am in. Fantastic. And, of course, the th- others of you, if you want to accompany on this mission, we could use your help, and at the end of this mission, you will each be rewarded gold. Lunessa has taken quite interest in this mission, and she's actually been looking into it herself, so she figured she could invest a bit. No, that is so sweet of Lunessa, but, um, you know, I, I don't really require that much gold. And, uh, you know, if, if she needs to donate it to us, I, you know, just a local charity you may want to choose. It's totally fine. Can I, I don't have need her anything. Share? Uh, <laughs> sure. So we will pay two of you. <laughs> <laughs> yes. I'm just like, okay, can, fine. Can the right, well, quiet one if, and I yes, if, <laughs> split the rest. Uh-huh. I mean, Lunessa and I are good friends, and I'll, I'll, I'll do anything she asks. Well, that's fantastic news. I don't really care about the details much, but I figure this is going to be a fun venture. You strike me as a details guy, though. Hmm. He kind of gets red-faced, and he kind of gets flustered a little <laughs> oh, bit. Oh, that's right. He's the one who hit on him. <laughs> I thought you were hitting on him. No. <laughs> And he kind of looks—he looks down and he kind of brushes his his blonde hair back, and he's just like, "Oh," and he looks at you again, and he kind of like smiles a little bit. But do you guys need a moment? No, uh, I'm no, ready to go is, for adventure. This is strictly business. But anyway, um, in a few in a few minutes, uh, thirty minutes, not a few, but you need to make your way to the northwest gates. There you'll find Keela. She will meet up with you there, and we will have a team campusing. The entire perimeter, making sure that no watchful eyes are going to be present upon your departure. All right. So we have 30 minutes. That's right. To hang out. Yes, you can do what you like. Okay. 
Well, I'm going to be like, I'm going to finish my drink really quickly. And I'm going to be like, okay, well, um, I have to go check on carrots. Um, he, you know, she's my pony. <laughs> and uh, yeah, I just have to make sure she's okay. And we're not going to go through the town. We're going to walk around. So, you know, I'm going to take a little quick walk and I'll meet you over Fantastic. at the Before gate. you get done saying that, you hear, no, get your hands off me. You look over and you see a boy with shaggy black hair that and skinny frame. Wearing essentially rags as a very large man picks him up by the shirt collar and slams him into the wall of the tavern. Whoa. That's police brutality. (laughs) He is not a policeman. And he is pressing against the shoulders of this boy. This boy looks about 19 years old. He's got black hair. And he's the boy Silent would recognize as looking for his bird. Mm. He reaches a shaky hand out to Brex and says, please help me. Brex stands instantly and shouts, Simia, let him go! He draws his weapon and points at the large man. Instantly, three bandits rise up from the surrounding tables, drawing their blades and weapons. 